What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Okay, so we're officially we're officially on the midweek how, which uh, we have we have to we have to clarify some things for some listeners apparently. Uh, Jason is super producers. He hasn't been on the midweek how forever. So for those who can't who those who couldn't follow along, and I'm not you know I'm just you know it just made me realize maybe some people don't know that the Ozark Howler is a totally different person. The Jason super producer, right? I mean, you're asking me that, or you're asking them that? <laughs> well, I, well, I was kind of hoping you'd join in. I mean, other than drinking, whatever it is your trick. Yeah, well, you know, I just what I wanted to say was, I had a, I hesitated, okay, <laughs> because I don't want to offend any more people, right? Yeah, let's not offend any more people because we're not so, really in the. So true, I started to real say, fans, real fans know who Jason Super is. In on the spectrum of people, first of all, I took that as a great compliment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because back in my old days, when I was practicing tradecraft, okay, to mistaken me to say that I could pull off or go undercover or be confused with a black militant truck driver <laughs> is is like it's like bonus material for me you know what i mean or yeah. is it the other way and he pulls off the beverly hillbillies ozark citizen exactly which which, which could be even a bigger stretch than me playing a black militant <laughs> and for those you who aren't in on it yeah, for those who are, are, you know, do follow the podcast it, and know and see, Jason basically is a bald-headed black man with a big Amish beard. Looks kind of yes. like, looks kind of like Shaft. Uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, Mister T with a beard. Back in the day, people know who with Mr. glasses. T was. And Jason, Jason wears glasses. Doesn't wear the know. gold. Yeah, doesn't wear all the gold. So I, mean, I was people, just thinking. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. People that have seen Jason. You know, Jason and I have some scenes in the in the Escape from Death Black 13. It's no mystery who Jason is. You know what I'm so, saying? What I he thought, has a I very just, deep, he has a very deep, distinctive voice. Like, you know? uh, uh, who's like one of the great... Uh, it's like Barry White voice. Yeah, you know? I was going to say Al Jones or something like that. Al Jones? Who's <laughs> Al Jones was speaking? No, no, you're you thinking mean, of... Uh, he kind of has... Um, Al, uh, Al Green. Uh, Al, ooh, Al Green. Um... Oh, the guy does Dar- I can't think of him. The guy, the guy does Darth Vader's voice. Um, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. That's that's kind of 
this guy. And you're and you know, and you have a very distinctive voice, but you're I mean, about eight inches to, and of course nobody could see you, but uh-huh. uh, I just found it comical <laughs> that people were were uh, you know, they got on after our uh, little you know, talk last week about And they got reviews. jumped on me. Go ahead and tell the audience what they did. They jumped on me. They jumped on they jumped on you and me saying that we had thick thin skin and that I folded like a chair basically. And, Which you usually do. Yeah, no, but I mean I they don't need to point it out and make me feel bad. But 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 the but the person didn't even know that it was you and <laughs> Jason. And I'm thinking, well how serious can we take somebody um Who's not in on the joke? Okay, I mean, come on, there you got to be in on the joke. But but I will say, when we, you know, when we go off on a on a left hand turn, and we go down those those ways, the our real fans, the people that have been with us that for a long time and that, that correspond with us, they really support us. We got you know got some good reviews, and which is I hate to say it. I mean, that's really it. Really, is important to get good reviews because it kind of moves you up and and lets more people hear. But you know what? I don't know that we want more people to hear the the midweek how. I think we got a great core audience that really appreciates our nonsense and supports us. And and I shared with you the the best on YouTube. The best um, response we got. Manitoba Mike. Mike in in Manitoba. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I chose the Holler and Shane to be my life coaches 100%. (laughs) I don't know. What it, you know, and and Mike, he sends me stuff on Instagram every now and then. He's a good dude. I don't know him other than him sending me some stuff on Instagram, but um, I know he supports us and he, he gets, he's in on the joke. I hope he invites me to the fish house someday. I don't know the ice fish in Manitoba or how far west is that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know my Canadian Uh provinces, you know, and we should. We have some really good Canadian fans. We have some great Canadian fans, you know, which Uh, Winnipeg is the only place I'm familiar with up there. Golly, I think Winnipeg is in Manitoba. Is it? Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. There you go. God, I hope I didn't make you mad. <laughs> no, I think he's yeah, so so yeah, so for all the people Peg, that... man, I wonder what the weather's up there doing tonight. Have you ever been there? No, I've never I'm been. I'm gonna any... tell you, I'm gonna look anyway. up the weather right here. For people that think they you know, I lived in Minnesota for a while and if people it, it when you we had to go up to Winnipeg, it was the place that the people from from uh Minnesota cried about. Okay, uh, one degree. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh, and it is going to be by this next weekend. Negative 12 is the high. Negative 26 is the low. Oh, like God. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So, Mike and Manitoba, if you're inviting us up, we'll see you in June or I'm July. I'm telling you. <laughs> We're not coming now. They have got to have... True Canadians, when I say true people that have been there 100 years, people who could trace their DNA back 100 have got to be the toughest in North America. Maybe some Inuits and some people up there in uh, Alaska or whatever, but Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, can you imagine how tough his great-grandparents had to be? 
It's probably great, great the people that whatever you know, was, mean that the people yeah. that not, not the that settled the place walking down yeah. the road, huh? Yeah, yeah, the people that settled the place. Yes, you that's know? what I'm saying. And now the the the, the sad part is. And this was segues into what I was telling you. Bring me to a uh, a hitchhiker story. Can you imagine how <laughs> tough you would have to be to be a hitchhiker in Manitoba right now? <laughs> would you Would you hitchhike in Manitoba right now? I, no matter how I mean, tough if you, you had to, I don't know. I, I I mean, we had a little bit of. I mean, we've probably had two or three inches of snow today, but I I run a relatively large elementary girls and boys basketball league that plays on Sundays here in North Central Ohio. And the I have a head official who schedules all the refs. And he got a hold, I mean, it barely started snowing. Christy had already left to drive to church. And um, he's texting me, he goes, I got refs already canceling to go do games. And I'm like, it's, it's barely even snowed. What's wrong with these people? You know, and... Um, you know, in the whole league, we had to end up canceling all the games today. And, and I mean, it's not worth some kids being, you know, being maybe a wrecking in the ditch or something because of snow. But the the distance of our league is so great that uh, in the northwest part of the league, they didn't have any snow. In the southeast part of the league, they were under level one, two snow advisories, <laughs> you know, so um we, we in Canada, I think they would have just thought it was a you know a normal. Do they play basketball summer. in Canada? Oh come on, yeah, they play basketball in Canada, of course. I mean, they got the what the Toronto Raptors and the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies, who are now in Memphis because I don't know why they. Right, the rest where they started. They, I I I. <laughs> but but speaking of okay, so speaking of tough. Before we get to your hitchhiker story, yeah, okay, I, I want to throw this out to everybody. Um, I've got a friend, you know him. I'm not going to name his name. I'm not even going to give give. Too Are much we going to say he's tough? Well, let's make a name up for him. John, we'll call him John. We'll call him John. So my buddy, in your acquaintance, mm-hmm. is a retired. The guy that introduced us. The guy that introduced us is a retired professional. Okay, he he by the by the pure luck of the inadequacy of the post office records, record keeping in the early 80s allowed him to and he didn't retire from the post office. But those years that he didn't really work got added on to where he worked (laughs) and allowed him to retire at 49. He's now about 56. And this gentleman super smart, very professional, well put together, happens to like the company of younger women. Always has, okay? And he does not look his age. He's very fit, uh, pretty hip dude. Um, But he, and in fact, he had a sort of a a long relationship, long for him since he'd been married, uh, of a couple of years with a much younger, I mean, she was, I God, 30 years younger than him. They lived together and stuff. And, and they just recently split up because he has no interest in getting married or having any more kids. His, his one child is graduate is in graduate school, in college. And so he, he, he is on the dating apps, which is something I've, I've never been on. Um, 
I'm assuming you've never been. <laughs> no, I <laughs> wouldn't even know. Yeah. Did they? I mean, they didn't even have them in back in my day. No, well, exactly. And then when I, mean, I uh, right? you know, when I went through my separation and divorce, I, I, I guess luckily, you know, there's no other way to say it. Uh, I, I, I was friends with Christy, and and one, one thing led to another, and decided we started dating and there you go that was it so i never i never really had to play you know go out there and you know try to find uh try to find a date or whatever i guess thankfully for probably probably more thankfully for everybody else out there um but so my buddy um he he's on these he's on these apps and he meets a lot of younger girls and which is really great i mean um these girls are a lot of these girls in their early twenties um, are looking for situations. You know, <laughs> when I say situations, I mean they're looking to be taken care of financially. And then there's some that really don't even care about that. They just want the company of somebody who seems to know what they're doing. If if that if that makes no, any you're sense, confusing me already. And okay. I knew you were going to talk about this. <laughs> so I'm oh, sure the okay. listeners are turning the dial right now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, anyway, the, it runs the gamut from girls who like would like a financial arrangement. Okay, girls that are in their twenty one, you know, twenty one, twenty two, twenty sugar daddy wanting a sugar, sugar daddy. They want a sugar daddy. Okay, or girls that just don't like dating guys their own age because all they want to do is is go to Taco Bell and have the girls sit there and watch and play video games. Okay, so they're, you know, like apparently the guys in their early 20s are lame. Okay, so I'm used to hearing about these women. Now, is that meets. because the girls are that? Um, I don't know. Like, like you, maybe they're. You know, how do I how do I choose my words here? But they're that uninteresting. I don't think so. I think I think young people as a whole. Are very selfish and self-centered. I mean, I hate to well, label them. And you're way. going right down, down, I, down, look, down, aren't you? I am because I have, you know, I have experience with young people. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. through coaching and daughters, who they they're very selfish and they're very self-centered. I mean, it just it just is, and they don't realize it until something, you know, smacks them in the face, uh, metaphorically. And wakes them up a little bit and, and says, "Oh, okay, maybe it isn't all about me." And I think that's what happened. That's what happened. some of so them used- never get that smack, you know. That yes, right? They never, they never get it. So I'm used, I'm used to hearing this stuff, okay, about these young girls, and you know, and they're they're looking for somebody to help them with their car payment or their you know, cell phone payment. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say if he does or doesn't help them out, but he's a very, you know, he's a gentleman. Okay, so I think his view is, is if uh, you're nice and you treat me well, I'll help you out any way I can. Okay, so I'm used to hearing that. Okay, but he, but I'm always on him. Hey, look, you need to find somebody your own age. Okay, or closer to your own age. So he met somebody through one of these dating apps who is in their early 30s, which still is in his own age, but a little more mature than what he's dating. And I think this woman had three children and they've met and they, or they've been talking. And um, he tells me, he said, this woman 
is kind of uh, she's got some some strange interests. I'm like, oh boy, what's this? That's what well, I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> apparently she calls herself a submissive. And so my buddy's like, I don't even really know what that means. Like a submissive. And I'm thinking, you know, of course, I'm thinking like, like she likes to be chained up. Yeah, she I would say to, tied, but like, like, yeah, tied up, chained up, beat. What you know? What I don't know what this what this means. Like led around by a dog collar. You know, my my mind is like running wild here. Like, like to me that that is so. I'm like, uh, what is this all about? He goes, I, I don't know. He goes, I got to find out some more. He goes, I'm kind of. Because I'm intrigued, but I'm kind of also a little alarmed. What if this is something that, you know, like involves wax and like, you know, nipple piercings? Or wax something? would be fine. His damn <laughs> cat of nine tails comes out. That's what it would mean. <laughs> so, so anyways, he talks to, he talks to the, the woman again and he says, you're never going to believe this, but she described to me what being a submissive is. I'm like, okay. And he goes, so her idea of a submissive is she's, she's going to cook for me. She's going to maybe clean. Um, she'd rub my feet, rub my, you know, rub my shoulders, you know, maybe even do my laundry. I'm like, wait a, wait a second. That's a submissive. That just sounds to me like the, what, what we've been working with of the definition of a housewife. You know, from from like leave it to beaver 50, age. Yeah. yeah. I go, now all of a sudden that's considered a submissive. And he goes, Yeah. He goes, Can you believe? He goes, That's how twisted everything has gotten is that just just being a good homemaker <laughs> makes you a submissive person. That's your kink. Is is you like cooking a good meal and 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 rubbing some somebody's feet. Well, I don't so, know about rubbing feet. I mean, come on, dude. That's but that's what she told some me. Nasty ass feet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like I don't expect anybody to rub my feet after a day on the mail route, but uh, I mean, I know Christy's not. <laughs> but I'm just saying. So, so how how did that? How did something seemingly normal turn into a fetish? Well, let me. You want me to go there? Well, within. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Reason. I mean, there's it no reason. It started about a hundred years ago in Wyoming when they give the women the right to vote. Oh, jeez. And we've just been going downhill since. <laughs> certain places, this hill was covered with ice patches where the, the 
decline sped up like in the late 60s and certainly we're going through the decline right now <laughs> oh i'm not sure how that correlates to uh to uh to cook and becoming a, a kink like a like a uh something outlandish but you know hey so i just i mean i i'm sure with all of our listeners we have some listeners that have used dating apps that have come across this sort of thing. And like, I would certainly be interested in hearing some people's thoughts on this because to me that, that doesn't even seem crazy. Does it to you? You know, man, I'm so warped. (laughs) How would I know what's crazy? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, but I, I don't know. I just, I just thought, you know, all this time, I mean, maybe think and say, like, my mom was a submissive and that was her kink. <laughs> like, she liked to, like to cook and clean. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, it just seems very, it just seems very I odd. That's because we have generations of people that aren't raised to cook or clean it for themselves, much less another person. There you go. Well, okay. See, there you go. That's a little bit different perspective, I guess. You know, you know? that's, that's a succinct way to put it. I mean, it almost it it almost makes makes you think they need to change like the home economics title for that class, you know, like now they be, call it they don't call it home economics anymore. They call it facts. They call what? They call it facts. Facts. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that, dude? Looking it up. Facts like F A C. Okay, this is what, why is home economics not taught in school anymore? Uh, STEM under enro- under enrolled in competitive college requirements because so they don't even teach it because of STEM. Now they call it uh, facts. Hold on, I'm getting to the acronym. They're blaming it on college recruitment. Okay, hold on a second. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it. Well, I'm sure somebody's screaming at the rate at the at the radio or they're like, "Hey, this is what it, this is what it means." But I never understood. I never understood why. Um, I mean, home economics and stuff was not required when I was in school. To me, that's the one thing. I took that, it. Didn't you take it? I didn't take it. I took typing. Oh come on! I took typing too, and I got booted out for something. I don't remember what. Talking in class, maybe. Now I can type like the wind. Did you hear me just Google this up a second ago? I can type like the wind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Type like the wind. I can type like the wind. Well, um, while we're waiting for Google to pick, it doesn't matter. It's I mean, it's it's redirecting me to a whole bunch of stuff. Oh boy! On you know what I mean? It's just it's. The well, if anybody's got the answer to why home economics, send it to Shane. I yes, can get one of my kids down here, and they could tell me. But then, you know, they would want to talk, or you know, I'm 99 percent sure home ec is called facts now, and I don't know if it's F A C T S, F A C S, F A X. Maybe I don't know. Oh jeez. Well, now that now that we've you know tied into uh, 
the submissive kinks on a dating website to learning home economics as a junior in high school. Which is one and the same, right? Yeah, I remember my Home economics be submissive back in our day. <laughs> Could be. You know? I, I'm interested, though. You told me you had a hitchhiker story. How does you know, it, how does I was it... driving out. I had to go to a meeting. I had a meeting this week. <clears throat> so it's a current. It's a right now hitchhiking story. Yeah, three couple three couple days ago. Oh, okay. All right. All so right. about a month ago, three weeks ago, uh, somebody in my space called me and said, Hey, we're having this meeting down here and we want you to come and so I said I'll be there and I'll put it in my calendar and it's it's about 137 miles down there one way down the crookedest worst road in south central Missouri you can find borderline worst one you know so I put it I had I had two things to do I had a Wednesday and a Thursday Okay, one mm-hmm. of them is 60 miles away. One of them is 137 miles away. That's one-way mileage. One of them is at noon. One of them is at 4.30. Well, you know what Freud said, don't believe everything you think. I thought – anyway, I drove down to this place on Wednesday, and I walked in this office, and this gal says, the one that invited me, said, what are you doing here today? And this is at 10.30. I said, don't we have a noon? I told you I'd come early and talk to you about this project. And she said, that's tomorrow. So I said, no, it's today. And she said, you know, it's funny. When I was walking out the door, I almost looked at the calendar on my phone to make sure. But I didn't. So because <laughs> so you I knew, drove, drove all that way on the I horse. drove 100. And, by the time I, because I always set my trip meter when I get gas. When I came back, I got gas again before I went home so i had so i was filled up in the morning you know 267 miles so i drove 267 miles to go to a meeting so of course i was coming back anyway i had him switched and i left there in time i probably could have went ahead and went to the wind oh the 60 mile meeting is 60 miles in the opposite direction so i had to drive past my house to go an additional 60 miles to go to the meeting that I was wrong on. Does that make sense? My 4.30. So I left her office, and I could have theoretically made it to my 4.30 meeting, but I was car sick from (laughs) driving. But in this process, she says, hey, did you hear about those inmates that escaped? Oh, yeah, and they caught the ones that caught four of them in Ohio. Really? Yeah. Which one didn't they catch? The black guy? Yeah, he was. He split off. Imagine that. Yeah. (laughs) So... Anyway, we sat there and talked a little bit about this this jail. She said it was a prison break. It wasn't. It was a jail break, but whatever. So I said, well, I'll be here tomorrow. So I came home, got up the next day, and I was driving back to that same meet, same place, you know, 130-some miles of crooked road, whatever it ended up being. And I get out in the – I got a friend of mine has got a business between about half the halfway point. And when I'm driving through there, I pull in there and talk to him a lot of times. He wasn't there the, on Wednesday. This was Thursday. And he wasn't there again in the morning because it was kind of, I don't know, he just wasn't there. And state road, but it's two lane. A ma- anyway, major road. And there's this dude walking, hitchhiking. 
and, and and I can't tell if he's turning around to hitchhike or he turns around when he sees a car coming just so it doesn't hit him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I drove past him and I hit the brakes and I back up. I put my back window down. I got a crew cab pickup. I put the back window down because I thought, dude, it's kind of misty, rainy, and, you know, pick this dude up, right? So I said, hey, you need a ride? He goes, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And he gets in the truck. And and when I went by him, I thought he had a mask on. By the, way, I was, like, by the way, I was wrong. The, the, the one, the Michael Wilkins guy was the one caught. And I don't think he was the. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, so as I went by, he was, he had a pair of like old. Remember those blue, like Dickies cover halls people have, you know, the guys that work in a shop or something has a. Yeah. Yeah. So he has this like kind of an old school pair of Dickies, not totally blue, not totally green. You know what I'm talking about? That bluish green. He's got a camo hat. And, and as I went by, I swear he had a, he had a face mask on. And as I'm backing up, I'm looking in my backup camera and I think, dude, I think this guy's got some kind of a face mask on. Should I pick up a guy with a face mask? And you're asking yourself this. I'm asking myself that, you know, and I get to thinking, man, what if my Twitter follow, what if I get killed by some dude down here in the Ozarks <laughs> by a guy with a mask on? But <clears throat> I had a Glock 357 SIG, full size, Glock 31 with for my so I consider that my brother with 15 cousins in it. And I got it from my <laughs> old man. Who knows where he got it? So if I need to blast him and throw it in the ditch, who knows where we're gonna trace it back to, you know? <laughs> and uh I decide I'm gonna pick him up, right? Mm-hmm. So he jumps in the truck and he wasn't completely dirty and and it, what I thought to be his mask was just his facial hair. He had a face like Chewbacca. No way to say. Did you pick up a Bigfoot? He, that he could have been Sasquatch. Okay. But it was the dumbest Sasquatch out there because I said, "How far?" I said, "Where are you headed to, man?" And he said, "Oh, just up the road to pick up my bike." And I thought, "What?" I'm thinking motorcycle. You know what I mean? I said, what kind of bike you got? So he's getting in. He's putting his, I tell him, put his seatbelt on. He tells me he's getting his bike. So I'm trying to condense the story because I'm telling it longer than he was in my truck. <laughs> I said, what kind of bike you got? He said, uh, uh, actually, it's just an old, you know, Schwinn 10-speed. And as he says, Schwinn 10-speed, he said, stop, 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 stop. There it is. <laughs> So it's like 20 steps away? It's like 25 yards. We done went past it. I've got to back up, and he's got it laying in the brush along the damn state highway. Why? And he jumps out, and he goes, thanks for the ride, man. I said, no problem, anytime. And I take off, and I go, what in the hell just happened to me? Was it Jesus testing me? (laughs) <laughs> right you know what i mean so it's jesus walking down the road and everybody that stops gets saved and everybody that don't don't and he just ain't got time once you get over the threshold of savior he's on to the next guy yeah like there's my bike i gotta get out you're yes and then right 
So then I passed that mark, but the person that went by him next that didn't pack, pass to pick him up, well, they just didn't pass. <laughs> Is that what it was? Wow. I <laughs> Like... <laughs> And there's no explanation as to as to why he couldn't walk. I don't know why he his bike was in the <laughs> ditch in the brush. I don't know why he was walking. I don't. So on my way back, I go to this meeting and I do what I need to do, and I come back. And I'm probably within a mile of my buddy's shop, and my buddy's shop is an is a marine. He's a boat guy, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, bass boats and John boats, and he's just a smart guy. Can do about anything. Can talk about anything. I, some days I like to get him on the podcast, but I think he would just—he's—he's he's afraid of the government. He's afraid of different things. But <laughs> on the way back, I stop in his shop, and 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 we're standing talking. I said, "Dude," and he's telling me this place is going to hell. This community's going to hell. I've lived here my whole life. Uh, he had been, he's not, he's told me that off and on the last year or two. So I said, dude, I picked up a hitchhiker. He goes, you picked up a hitchhiker? Are you effing shitting me? And I said, no, why? And he goes, he could have been one of those inmates that escaped. I said, oh, I forgot all about him. That was yesterday's news. I thought for sure they were captured. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell me, he said, I'll give you a prime example of how this crap is. He said, I'm working out in the shop one night, and about 10.30, it was week of Christmas, week after Christmas, it was when it was super cold, and it there was a little snow on the ground. He said, so it was real quiet and still. He said, well, I walk out of the shop, and I hear from across the road uh, what sounds like a knockdown, drag out brawl going on with this girl getting her ass kicked so he said i called down to the house and told my son-in-law come up here and listen to this and the son-in-law came up there and he goes am i hearing that right he goes oh yeah we're gonna have to do something or call somebody or do something so he said i all i had was a pistol on me so i ran in and got a shotgun and Got in my pickup, and of course he's got a diesel pickup, so he's waiting for it to. He's, he's got frost on the windows. He's trying to get to warm up a little bit. And he's going to drive across the street. Now he's telling me his story, and I'm like, "You're nuts if you're going to go." And now today's, you're going to go interject yourself in anybody's world, especially with a damn gun. And I asked him. I said, "I know you got a FNFAL or something to pack besides a freaking shotgun of all things. You know what I mean? You're getting some shit in Ozarks. You need some heat. The old pump twelve gauge just don't cut it no more." And he said, by the time the truck got started and I was heading over there, my wife had called 911, and here come the cavalry. But he said, a car took off down the road. So he said, these, you know, there's a couple state troopers and a couple county mounties. And, and he said, finally, one of them come over to him and said, hey, what'd you hear? And this, that, and the other. And, and he's kind of telling the story. And. And he says, well, she's saying she was sound asleep when we, wo and we woke her up. She'd been home all alone. <laughs> okay. And he's like, what? 
And she said, he, the, the deputy says, well, she thinks maybe some strangers were driving down the street and they, that's what my, they must have stopped in front of the house there. And that's what she heard, what you heard. And he goes, let me get this straight. Some random people are driving down Missouri Highway 8 and they, they stop right in front of her house and getting this big knockdown dragon. Well, that's what she's saying. That's her theory. He said, the trooper come over and said, well, I can see some skid marks. Look like he take off, though. They didn't stop. They took off. And he goes, well, they, as soon as I come out there and the wife was calling, you know, the guy took off. So they just said, sorry. So he said the next day she hollered at the neighbor, hollered at him and he goes, what in the hell do you think you're doing calling the cops? You know better than call the cops down here. We take care of our own. And he goes, well, I thought you said nothing happened. She goes, well, nothing really did happen. And he goes, so you were home alone or you weren't home alone? He goes, she goes, well, my boyfriend that had the ex parte against him stopped by, but I didn't want him to get in trouble. So, <laughs> what? So he was just telling me that, you know, these people are nuts, right? And so then when that, per- when that woman ends up beaten to death, it, who she got to blame? Nobody, because she's she's dead, got herself to blame. You know, she didn't I mean, get on a date nap and find our buddy and get taken to the mall so he she could get seven hundred bucks or something. That's what she should get. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.